0: This is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. To start this. Every child grows up manipulating their parents. And we learn early in life how to manipulate. And the funny part about it is we even think we're so smart that we can manipulate God. And (laughs) I sit back and I think on this message because as he gave me this message, I was driving here. And I was literally saying, because I had gave a little, I was getting ready to give a little snip of it on um, Friday, but it wasn't fully baked and he pushed me away from it. But this morning, I kind of went back to the messages I was driving here and I said, Lord, I don't even know how I'm going to even bring this forward. And then all of a sudden he showed me manipulating him. <laughs> and I said, I guess I know how to bring this forward <laughs> because it was so funny because when we're in the midst of crisis, we want to know the end of all ends. And so we want to know everything. Lord, tell us what it's going to look like, what it's going to be, and we want to know the end. But the funny part about it is he already tells us the end, but we don't get it. You know, like he says, let us go over to the other side with the disciples. They didn't get it. So they didn't see the end. They only seen what they were contending with in the battle itself. And many of us don't see the end. We just see the battle itself. We don't even hear what God says. We don't hear us. Let us go to the other side. You know, you would think when the disciples heard that, let's get in the boat and go to the other side, that they would be like, okay, we're going to get to the other side. But immediately when the storm arrived, they began to what? Freak out and literally see things from the other end. And the Lord is literally saying, I give you the end before you even enter into it. But many of us don't (laughs) listen to the end state. So if God says you're married, that's the end state. But we're looking at everything leading up to the end state, and we're trying to manipulate the process to get there. It's just like even uh, I call you blessed. You're manipulating what that blessing looks like, and you're doing everything in your power to stand up and stuff, and then all of a sudden you get into these storms. And the storms is really to test your faith to see if you're really leaning and trusting that word. But a lot of us don't lean in and trust the word. We just hear, oh, my God, we're in a storm now. And then we manipulate God like, Lord, tell me how I'm going to get out of this. What it's going to be, you know, if this is going to end prosperous and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And we create all of this chaos in the midst of our walk. And the chaos is so much that we literally begin to manipulate the Lord in the midst of it. And, uh, and many of us will say, well, I don't manipulate God. Yes, you do. You cry, you pout, you complain. That's manipulating God. You're looking for him to respond differently because of the fact of what you're going through. You're thinking, Oh gosh, if I put up enough fight, the Lord's gonna stop and say something. Huh, oh, no, he's not. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and as I got this message, I was like, Oh my god, you don't care if I act a fool and fall on the floor and kick and whatever, you don't care, okay. And, and, and I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, in a grocery store where a child falls out and the parent just walk away. The parent just walk away and leave that child there. And a person like me, who's not the parent, say, get your butt off, off that floor. Okay? <laughs> and, and we know to get up. But we want somebody to see us as if they're going to come and pick us up. And the Lord literally was showing me in the midst of the mess. It's like, uh, you're not going to manipulate me to get the results that you want. You're going to have to walk through this without the fighting. Get it? You guys, we don't walk through stuff without the fighting. We get mad, everybody. We get, we, get, we get in this place where we poww. We blame everybody, we do a host of things, but it's, it's really your way of manipulating God. And God is literally saying, you have the faith to stand up, stand up. But we don't want to stand because it's hard. <laughs> I, I just want to act the fool so I can get my way. Because, you know, some parents don't like kids acting the fool, so they just like, oh, you ain't going to embarrass me. Let me just make sure I get you, get you settled. Mm-hmm. Okay? And if you were that kid that had to be subtle, okay, you're always looking to be subtle. But in God's kingdom, he doesn't settle you. <laughs> okay? He ain't going to go to your comfort and just say, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. He ain't going to be patting you on your back, okay? He ain't going to be doing all the stuff that you think that he needs to do to get you to understand. So let's dive into this message because I think it's very interesting. I guess I only have one mic when I possibly need to.
1: Um, Right now the mic has to be in the back side. Oh, Okay. I oh, can read. oh, Billy.
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So we're in Matthew thirty-six. Matthew, letter D, Billy. Matthew, <laughs> no, Mark. Oh, excuse me, Mark thirty-six. <laughs> Mark, letter D. Mark, for letter D. Yeah. Are we going to put it on the board? Yes, no, yes, yes, yes. yes perfect. <laughs> oh, <Bradley. laughs>
1: this is Mark 4, Enduring Word App, section D, first 35 to 39. Uh, Jesus made a promise to his disciple he didn't say, "Let us perish." in uh, dis-
0: uh, We gotta back up.
1: Back up. You want to see the word first?
0: Yeah, gotta see the word.
1: Oh, okay, let me let me let me adjust. Give me more Yes, yes.
0: Thank you for enlarging it so that our eyes could see. Yes.
1: <laughs> All right, J- uh, Mark four, verse thirty-five to thirty-nine. On the same day. When evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side.
0: Okay, that's the word. Let us cross over to the other side. That's what we stand on, nothing else. Okay, let's watch.
1: Now, when they had left the multitude. Oh my God,
0: let me stop, let me stop. Let us cross over to the other side. That's what we stand on. You are healed, that's what you stand on. You you are strong and courageous, that's what you stand on. You are faithful. He said you are mature. You are my advocate. You are my blessed one. I delight myself in you. He says. say to the people. He said, if you could only hear me, you wouldn't doubt me. He said, if you could only hear me, then you would trust me. He said, if you could only hear me, you wouldn't second guess the things that I speak. If you could only hear me, let us cross over to the other side. They didn't hear him. They moved without listening. And many of us move without listening. And we move assuming we have full knowledge and understanding of what God is saying to us, but we're not really listening. Because he literally said to them up front, Let us cross over to the other side. It just reminds me of all the things that God says and we don't listen. It's all the things that God has spoken to us and we haven't taken it in. But it also reminds me of what a true person who listens and hears the voice of God does. Mary took everything Everything that Jesus did, and she held it close to her heart. She didn't allow anything to impede upon the things that she knew. She didn't allow things to hinder at any point in time in her life. There's two messages in this because I really need you to hear both messages. The second one, I'm not gonna go to scripture, but I'm going to make sure that you really hear what I'm saying when it comes to understanding scripture. The Bible speaks about the flood and it gives you clear indication back in old days that there was a major flood that came forth, and that flood was to wash away wickedness. If you know back in the old days that the angels aligned themselves with the women of God because they thought they were beautiful, and they in return created Individual children that was rebellious, and God looked at it and seeing that it wasn't great, so He washed out the population. I want also that you remember something most important as well. When Lucifer fell, Satan, there were angels that was with him that was fallen. Where are they today? Where are they today? Where are they today? Where are they today? Where, thank you. Somebody gave the answer. Because the falling angels were all bound for a season. Now, what is still existing upon the earth is other spirits. These spirits were at one point in a way that they inhabit the men, sons of God. Making sure you guys see that. What are these spirits? Anger, rage, unforgiveness in a host of things. Lust, It needs a body. Lust can't exist unless it has a body. Get it? Anger cannot exist unless it has a body. Get it? Unforgiveness cannot exist unless it has a body. These spirits don't stand up by themselves. They need a body. They need something to inhabit in order to do their work. And all of us are targets. And we are targets because we don't listen to what God says. We only hear what we want to hear. The disciples were told, let us go to the other side. They should have took him at his word. We don't take God at his word. And so when trials and tribulation come, we don't know what to do because we're in that place that we don't trust God and so we in return inhabit spirits rather spirits inhabit us how do I know that how do you know this giving you a story and many of you walked through this in your own personal life and you didn't realize what's really there Friday I'm at work had a chaotic day but God told me to some extent it was going to be a chaotic day even something along the line that your boss da da, da, da. but I didn't really listen to what he was saying because it didn't make sense early morning and I assumed something else and I said repeat it again and I didn't get it when I said repeat it again I was consumed with something else and didn't listen so I don't even know if he repeated himself to me well anyway we move forward. I get at work. There's a situation that comes where a client literally says to, because I'm over service, I'm responsible for anything service. It's like, oh my God, they were complaining about everything and they said, oh my God, but service is da 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 da. da. It was four minutes before, four to six minutes before the call in because my Boss's boss kept calling it out. We only have two minutes. We only have this amount of minutes. And so when he spoke of service, I was supposed to jump in and say, well, what do you have on service? Well, I stood still and I didn't say anything because I knew I can call the person afterwards and I would never call my call out service if my account manager's on the line because to me it's not fair to that individual. So in my mind, I'm thinking I can, I can catch it later, right? Well... My boss's boss calls my boss and literally says, Kathy just then sits on the meeting, then she looks like the puppet there. Wow. She never joins in. She does this and whatever the case may be or whatever. and whatever. My boss then comes and says, I believe that is true. I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm livid. I just invited spirits in. Yeah. And I allow these spirits to move me. I carried them to Bible study and put them along the side. You know how you just carry and say, hold on, let me get through what I need to get through, and then after I leave, I'll pick you guys back up. And what I said is I entertained them, still being mad, to the point whereby I didn't sleep. Woke up at 3, woke up at 4, woke up at 5, woke up at 7. I woke up at 7 because I left the TV on, and I seen some stupid troll movie. And I was like, what the heck is this? What the heck is this? And I'm like, was this stupid stuff in my dream? You hear me? Hear me? And then I began to flip the channel and the Lord took me to somewhere where I was looking at a message. And the message was talking about what controls you. And I was getting ready to flip it off. And the Lord says, don't flip this off. Listen. He said, because of your lack of listening, you continue to fall into places where the enemy has his way in you. And he said, you must see this. He said, listen closely. So the preacher began to preach. And he began to talk about the swines. And how they went into the lake. And they were smart enough to go into water because they knew that demons don't like water. And they drowned. The demons instantly drowned. But the Lord was saying to me, and I need you guys to get this, because there's two messages here. He literally said to me, He said, You must cease from allowing every single thing to move you. He says, I need you to stay in a place of peace. And then he went on to say, I need you to let the works that I'm doing in you complete itself. He said, listen to what I'm saying. I need the works to be completed in you so that you're lacking nothing. He said, go and look at this particular scripture. He said, read it and make sure you understand it. He talked about when a house is swept that the Demon goes to and fro, trying to find a resting place to live in. And he's searching and searching, and then he goes back to his original state, where he was, and he brings others in, and he dwells there. He said, you must see this. He said, when I permitted the swines to go into, I mean the, uh, the demons to go into legions, to go into the pigs, he said they automatically knew that water was where they needed to go. He said when situation arrives, you need to basically create that same living water in you through praise. But instead, what we do is we allow whatever it is come in us. We don't praise in the midst of a struggle. We literally allow ourselves to get caught up in it. And then when we're caught up in it, guess what? Enemy has his way. Hopefully you guys got what I'm saying. So he showed me, let me make sure you guys see this. I'm pissed. I have no rest. I have no sleep. And he literally says to me, get out of there. And and he literally said, you know I was mad? How dare she say? She don't know how many accounts I deal with. She don't know if I lean in. She looks in here and she forms her opinion. And you don't see what I do day in and out. And you're going to form opinion based on this. And then my, my Lord said, I'm the one that causes them to see you. And he says, and this shall pass. I don't need you to be caught up where she's at. I need you to stay where I'm at. And I'll deal with her, but I can't deal with her if you caught up, get it? Because that's where we're outside of peace. We're outside of where we're supposed to be. And then he took me here. (laughs) He said, because if you could listen, you would wither the storms. If you would listen, you wouldn't allow other things to inhabit you. Hopefully you get where I'm going. Yeah. And so then, he's talking about these swines. Watch what this says. Um,
1: continue or Yes. Okay. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat, as he was.
0: And Let me make sure. So we leave the presence of God. We go forward in the things that we're supposed to do. And what happens? Let's keep going.
1: And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And listen, s- listen to what and, he's saying. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Jesus made a promise to his disciples. He didn't say, Let us perish in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. He promised his disciples that they would cross over to the other side. The lake of Galilee is 13 miles long at its longest and 8 miles wide at its widest. At this particular part, it was about 5 miles across. Jonah ended up in the storm because of his disobedience, but the disciples got into a storm because of their obedience to the
0: Lord. Say that
2: again.
0: Did you guys get that? Did you guys get that? The storms we have is a result of our obedience. Not the storms we have as a result of our disobedience, but we know here that there's storms for disobedience and there's storms for obedience. Okay? But, but, But in each storm, there is the perfect outcome. But the problem here, we don't see the outcome because we're not listening to understand that we're walking through a storm. And so we, in return, pick up spirits. Hopefully you got that. Exactly. So if God says to you, this is your journey, you gotta trust that journey. Okay, and as you're walking on that journey, there's going to be storms, but you hold on to what he said in the beginning, because that's all that matters is what he said, and nothing else matters. When other things begin to matter, we begin to manifest fear, and in the place of fear, other things come in. sure you guys see me wait a minute I'm waiting for the result of an interview to come forward I'm thinking these people have power to influence that interview state do you get what I'm saying and I don't trust these people excuse me I don't trust these people so I'm over here like oh my god and so I'm pissed and he said where are you in this Kathy Where are you? Because I ain't with him. I'm over here. Contending with spirits. I'm not where Jesus is in his word. Because if I heard the word, I should have held on to it. But in return, I start entertaining other things. And as I entertain other things, the house that was swept now is occupied. You guys got it, right? Because my house was swept. But now it's occupied by other things because these things are now consuming me. Two messages in one. Two messages in one. because the other is to detain you. The other is sustaining you. And so when the Holy Spirit began to say, you weren't in a place of rest. And so you were detained. Because you didn't allow me to sustain you. He said, you took some words that someone said about you instead of listening to what I say about you. And you allowed that to work in you. And as you allowed that to work in you, you invited legions. And I want to make sure that you understand how it began to detain me. My boss says, as she brought it to my attention, before she started talking to me, she said, how are you? And you, and you know how, when somebody says, how are you in a negative way, you automatically get on what? That defensive mode. And, she, and then I said, I'm okay. She said, no, how are you? And, and, and then that second, how are you? you like, "Oh, this is about a battle. And you instantly step in. Get it? You stepped into the battle because you say, what are you trying to say? Get it? When I should have been over here, not entertaining it. Because I literally said, Well, what are you trying to say? And then she said, well, I want to know how you feel because this is what I heard. This call was about you not doing your job. And then she turns around and said, so how do you feel? You're listening to a spirit that's antagonizing. It had to bait me. It had to get me. It had to catch me up in my emotions. Exactly. But I want to make sure you guys go back and check your Bible because you don't know that a portion of Satan was bound. And the others still roaming you gotta pay attention to that and they're roaming looking for inhabitation so let me make sure that you understand too because when he said that water came and washed away mankind But then he sends a dove out and it finds no place to rest. The dove represents the Holy Spirit, right, you guys? So if he sends that dove out in them days, there was no mankind or anything living that it could rest on. Come on, come on, look beyond where you're at. And so he came back to Adam. I mean, Noah, excuse me. He came back to Noah and he rested. And then he sent them out again, right? And this time, what did they find? Brad. Then he goes back the third time. What well, he comes back. He doesn't return. Mm-hmm. Found rest. Felt rest. Mm-hmm. And we all know that there was people on this earth in other place, right? Check your Bible. Check your Bibles. Check your Bibles. Because it shows that there's a percentage that was bound. And then there's still the percentage that's still roaming. And they can't do nothing unless they have a vessel to move through. And they're always looking for a clean house. And it's through it bait they get in. Let's follow this message all the way through so I can bring him where he wants <laughs> you to see it.
1: Um, repeat on the word? Yes. Jonah ended up in a storm because of his disobedience, but the disciples got into a storm because of their obedience to the Lord. Jesus taught the, mul- the multitude from a boat just off the shore, off the Sea of Galilee. When the teaching was finished, he didn't return to the shore. He just said to the disciples, let us cross over to the other side. Mm-hmm. Now the teaching was over. He was weary. He was craving for a period of rest. So he bade him, his disciple to cross the lake. And that is the moment to which our text refers, they took him even as he was. Okay. They had not Hold waited. on,
0: hold on. God gives us instruction. We take it even as we heard it. Mm-hmm. But when the storm comes, we forget what we heard. Yeah. Do you get it? You immediately forget what you heard. So I love here how he said let us cross over to the other side the disciples immediately got into the boat got their stuff they didn't delay and they moved forward and many of us we don't delay we move forward we're like okay god let's go we don't delay we don't we move forward instantly But I need you guys to see something else. He knows you're moving forward, but he wants to know even as you're moving forward, are you trusting him? Because some things we do out of habit. He wants to know that this is not out of habit. This is your faith moving forward. And so in the midst of your faith moving forward, he wants you to trust him every step of the way. So he's going to allow for certain things to get in front of you to see how you're going to respond in faith. Mm -hmm. And many of us fail and we move to the other side where I was living and (laughs) let spirits inhabit us. And we get mad at God. It's our tantrum. Lord, you know I'm going through this, and you know they just said this about me. What you going to do about it? Better yet, you ain't saying anything. I'm going to handle her. And, you know, after I got mad, my boss said, so what you going to do? I want to make sure you see this. She has all with her. And now she's asking me, what are you going to do? She said this about you. What are you going to do? Exactly. Do I take the bait? I took it. I took it because she said, how do you feel what you're going to do? And God's over on this side saying, you ain't doing nothing. You're going to wither the storm. But I'm saying, Lord, I gotta say something in my own defense. I'm even thinking about how do I trap her in a corner in my defense and tell her about herself. In my defense. And the Holy Spirit is saying to me, but your defenses are down. And your faith is up. Mm. Mm. Because you're walking with me. Right. Right. Two messages in one. Because mm-hmm. he hit me both ways. Let's go a little bit further. Oh, no, can't. Wait a minute, because you, you caught up. You don't say what he you want to say? Because you in the midst of your defenses, you don't listen. I'm not in that place to listen right now. I'm I'm still mad. Because we don't listen when we're mad. And, and, and the demon that's I'm entertaining is literally say, there they go again. This is the reason you need to get out of this area. And then it said, but they're going to say something bad about you. And then all of a sudden I'm like, am I going to get this job or not? Panic starts sitting in on the inside of me. I just invited another spirit, panic. Lesions, anger, rage, panic, unforgiveness, all the stuff. And he said, you were a swept house. That's the part that got me. You were a swept house. Many of you were a swept house. get it? That's what really got me. You are clean and you will allow these things to go in. Yeah. They just said, poof, hey, we, hey here we go. And you could just see them, poof, right in, in a swept house. Now I got to fight to get them out. Let's listen to the word.
1: (laughs) They took him even as he was. They had not waited till any cloaks were brought. They had not sent a messenger ashore. Weary and probably hungry, they had taken him even as he was. We must take him as he was not as we wish Jesus was, not as others may present Jesus, not as you might see him in the lives lives of others. The Sea of Galilee is well known for its sudden violent storms. The severity of the storm is shown by the reaction of the disciples. We are perishing. Several of the disciples were experienced fishermen on this very lake Mm -hmm. and they were frightened and feared perishing in this storm
0: I want to make sure that you guys hear we are perishing that is a term that we use in every situation that doesn't seem it going our way and the Lord literally says I don't respond to that word Get it? That's the manipulation. Lord, do you not see what they're doing to me? It's a way of saying we're perishing. Do you not see? I've been standing for you, but this is happening. And he kept saying to me, I need you to still stand. But I need you to still stand. But the things in my house is now telling me, there ain't no way you're going to stand. you got to take somebody out. Don't you get it? Catch that woman, tell her about herself, <laughs> take her out. He said, do not you see what you do in your storms. Mm -hmm. So then, after I watched the message, the Lord said to me, peace be still. He then repeated it to me. He said, peace, be still. All that anxiety, all of the reasoning and all the stuff that I had concerning the person went away. And instantly I began to praise God my living water came forth and I was clean again. I was clean again. I tapped into the Holy Spirit, maybe I'll say it that way, and I was cleansed again. And the Lord literally said to me, I need you to see your behavior and I need you to understand that no one should cause you to be outside of what I created you to be because of words in which they speak. And then he says, because you're mature, I need you to cease from your tantrums because this is not going to get my attention. I need you to figure out how to bail yourself out. They're in the boat, and the water is filling up And they're taking buckets trying to bail themselves out. And Jesus is asleep. And I want Billy to read forward because I want you guys to hear what he says here.
1: Jesus' true humanity is shown by his brief sleep on the boat. He became weary and sometimes caught a bit of sleep, whatever he could. Think of all the worries that might have kept Jesus awake. He could worry about the religious and political leaders who plotted against him. He could worry about his family who thought he was crazy. He could worry about the overwhelming crowds with their overwhelming needs. He could worry about the disciples he chose. He could worry about the future because he knew that what his destiny was when all these things to worry about, Jesus wasn't worried. He slept in a rocking boat.
0: So he's telling you no matter what it is, it didn't move him. And so, why are we moved? No matter what it is, we shouldn't be moved by storms. We know we're going to go through storms because it's a testing of our faith to mature us. And you know what he said? I need you to mature. That's what he told me. And I need you to mature at the pace that I'm pushing you to mature. Get in alignment. So he's been pushing us to mature. He's been pushing us to mature. And we keep inhabiting spirits A clean house that is swept, we keep going back. And then he said, listen to me, he just said. Listen to me. Hopefully you're hearing this message. Listen to me. And, and you know, people pull us in storms. And people will pull you in storms because they have awe with other people such as my boss has awe with somebody else and they'll pull you into their storm and then you have awe with them and you don't even know why you have awe with them but you're following alone. What you're literally saying, I'm taking on their demons. And the Lord just says, Choose wisely. Let's go a little bit further. Let's look at this.
2: The
1: Lord's sleep was not only the sleep of weariness. It was also the rest of faith. Oh,
0: his sleep was the rest of what?
1: (coughs) Rest of faith.
0: So he wouldn't move by this because he had the rest of faith. And where should we be at in the rest of faith? Get it? Rest of faith. He had no concerns. And when we go to sleep and we say, ooh, I had a good night's sleep, that was rest of faith. And we count them days, right? Oh God, so refreshed, rest of faith. (laughs) Yeah, rest of faith. And when you get up, you're like, I don't know what happened. I feel so refreshed. Rest of faith, meaning nothing bothered you. Rest of faith. Let's go further.
1: For there is a rest of faith as well as a watch of faith. Mm. He's gonna go. Um, the wind didn't wake him. The arguing of the disciples didn't wake him. <laughs> wow. And water sp- splashing over the boat didn't wake him. But at the cry of the, the, his disciples, he instantly awoke.
0: Okay, there you go. Did you guys get the. Which faith was that? The watch of faith. He was watchful over the servants and them crying out woke him up. But most parents know this. Yeah, you, know the cry. you know the real cry. The real cry. Right. Because there's some cries that you don't answer. Do you hear me? There's some cries you don't answer, okay? And, 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 and that's why he said to me that I was manipulating him because it wasn't a cry he answered. He didn't want to answer that cry. Yeah, because I was popping like this woman da 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 da. He's like, I ain't answering that. Uh huh. And, and, and when he showed me, he wasn't answering my fallout approach. Lord help me! They're trying to ruin my name, and I said, and You worked on my name, and they're ruining. Like, wake up, Lord. Say something to me. But but, but that's that spirit of manipulation. The same thing that hit me, do you get it? That I stepped into. And now I'm trying to manipulate God to tell me everything's going to be all right in the midst of the storm instead of just staying close to Him. Exactly, exactly. I wasn't supposed to even take that in, but I took it in because she kept saying, how do you feel? What are you going to do? And so that's why God kept saying, it's not about our emotions. And he said, women are emotional. Mm -hmm. And we got to get out of our emotions. And some of you men are too. Because that's why you're swayed by women. Okay, because you're emotional too. And so. <laughs> But you guys get it, right? Yes. yes, yes. I mean, it, it just like, because he kept showing me both. And I'm like, oh, my God, you hitting me both ways. And you're telling me that we're, I'm mature because he even says that the disciples in here are mature. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I, we're acting like kids throwing fits on the floor looking for God to respond. Because you could clearly see, okay, you're going to say something? We're drowning here. You going to say something? In essence, they were like, you drowning too? <laughs> we ain't just drowning. You in this boat with us. You drowning too? <laughs> yeah, you you drowning? Yeah. Like, we all going down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, cause that's their cry. We all going down. They're not nice. They're saying, all of us dying. You too. You better get a bucket. (laughs) (laughs) But if you pay attention to what you're saying, we tell God He going down too. Uh Okay, we literally tell God when we go down, we like, Lord, you going down too? Look what they gonna think about you. Cause you let me go down, <laughs> like we all going down, and I know I have told God, "Look what you, we going down, Lord." They're ruining your name. <laughs> Let's go a little bit further. This one really hits, hit me because I was like, oh my God, foolish me.
1: Um, Jesus is like the mother who sleeps through all kinds of racket. <laughs> but at the slightest of noise from their little, from her little baby, she instantly awakes. Um, <laughs> but, but, but if you've noticed,
0: <laughs> listen to what he's saying.
1: Mm. Notice that the we, their idea was, hey, Jesus you're in trouble here too. (laughs) Maybe you had better wake up, get a bucket, and start bailing out (laughs) with us because we are perishing. Isn't
0: that what we say, God? You know, you're going down too because we're going down. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Exactly. (laughs) Keep going.
1: It was not a request to him to do anything, but a protest against his apparent indifference.
0: Oh, did you guys hear yeah. So it was a protest against him. Yeah. Read that again.
1: It was not a request to him to do anything, but a protest against his apparent indifference.
0: Get it? You ain't doing nothing here. Exactly you sleep. You ain't doing nothing here. You know how we get there like Lord you see this you ain't doing nothing you need to help me. I'm in this alone. Exactly. And and you can see the kid on the ground kicking if you see in the spirit you can clearly see him kicking and just acting the fool turning around and Jesus is not moving better yet you see a grown person such as yourself on that floor kicking that's what he shows me my grown self on the floor kicking and I am not doing nothing Hopefully you guys see that, cause and I'm kicking and drawing and he walking right by me. And you know how, and you know how your parent would say back then, "Get your butt up." Yeah. And that's what he literally said, "Get up, get up." Mm-hmm. He's telling me nothing's wrong with me. He's telling me that this storm is not going to overtake me. He's telling me that what the woman said is not true. He's telling me to stand with him. Don't you guys get it? He's telling me, get that stuff out your house. Keep going.
1: Disciples were afraid, but at the same time, there were several experienced fishermen among them. They knew they were in jeopardy, Luke 8, 23, but probably felt they knew what Wait a good.
0: minute. I want to make sure. when, Because Lord says, when you even have others in agreement— because this is all about others being in agreement. Like, you know others will tell you, oh yeah, that is a problem. Oh yeah, you in trouble. Oh yeah, this and that and that. Yeah. You know, because, you know, after I got off the phone and I heard what my boss said, so I called my colleague and I asked him what we, he would have done in the situation. He says, I would have just said this to appease them. He said, because you know how she is on a phone call. I I would have said, yeah, let me call you back later and talk about service issues later. She said, I would have just said it just to appease her. And then I said, okay, Lord, uh, now, okay, now I'm like, oh, maybe I did do this wrong. Okay, and and, and in my mind, I'm still, maybe I did do it wrong, but I know I have, you know, I can pick up this phone and call this guy and get insight, and I immediately did. But the whole point here is now I've listened to what the guy said and now I'm like, oh, I screwed up. Yeah. I screwed up. I should have pleased this, not worried about my associate and been more concerned with how to please this upper lady. Right. So then I'm more moved and mad. Now it not lit another fire in me. Because now I'm mad at myself. Okay? And now I'm really now on that floor having a tantrum. Lord, help me.
1: Let's go further. They work hard at bailing out the water, at rowing in a certain rhythm.
0: And Lord showed me here, me telling him, Lord, I have worked hard at building my relationship with my name. And now they're trying to tear his name down again. I said, and, and then I, I I took ownership as if I did it, okay. And, and I didn't realize I prayed for this, okay. And now I'm over here like I worked hard to maintain my name, and now these people trying to destroy my name when I'm trying to get out of this stupid department. So that's what I'm saying to the Lord. Exactly. Yeah, and not realize he done did all the work, and I'm telling him now I'm taking credit for stuff. And, and now, now I took on another demon <laughs> because it's now self-justification pride. So I'm like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. What I've done, and that's what I'm telling him, and he's still not moved. Let's go further.
1: Um, they were annoyed that Jesus didn't help.
0: <laughs> <And> that's me. <laughs> but, like, I can't believe. Yeah. And he let me deal with this all through Bible study into early morning. And he's like, check you. Right. Because he's now upset at me. Right. More than they are, okay? <laughs> right.
1: Keep going. There may be both a sleeping Christ and a sleeping church but neither Christ nor his church can perish if our Lord be asleep he is asleep near the helm. he was only to put his hand out and steer the vessel at once he is asleep but he only sleeps until we cry more loudly to him when we get into such trouble that we cannot help ourselves and feel our entire dependence on him did you hear
0: that it said when we can't help ourselves there's a cry that we have that we have the ability still to help ourselves but we choose not to help god's not going to intervene in the marias he's not going to in- intervene when you're having a tantrum and you know how to get up and do what's right It's when you're in that place that you cannot do it yourself. That's when he steps in and provides the help. But all the other times you're wondering where God is at, he's waiting on you. And the Holy Spirit just said, say, he's waiting on me. (laughs) And not what, you're not waiting on him. So you have to hear that in your vessel. God is waiting on me to change something. Yeah, he's waiting on you to change something. He's waiting on you to come into agreement with something. He's waiting on you to do something different. You're not waiting on him. And one of the things that he's sometimes waiting on you is to clean your house. You have the ability to rid yourself of these spirits. God is not in here to kick out Satan every time you invite him back in. But he's going to show you your behavior so that you can see what you're doing, so that you can rid yourself of the things that you have. Take it on. And so he was literally saying, Get rid of this stuff. And he said to me, I'm not a party to your tantrum, Kathy. Get up. Stop being afraid. And he literally said, "For if I have called forth this door, he said they can't close it. Hit it. If I've called forth this, they can't close it. Okay. If if I've spoken to you, it cannot reverse itself." If I brought you through this, nothing can stop me from flowing. He said, when do you see to stay on my side and stop running to the other? And then he went back to the beginning. He said, what did I say to them when they first uh, began to move away from the crowd? Let us get in the boat and go to the other side. What have I been saying to you? I'm trying to get you to the other side. And what I understood when he said, get me to the other side, that I need to stop taking side with Satan. I need to stop being in a place where I'm always feeling like I'm defeated. I got to stop being in that place I'm always thinking something wrong. I got to stop being in that place where I diminish God's word over me. He said if he said it, it's done. And I'm still in that position, still trying to see if I got to help him do his word. You guys get that, right? I'm trying to help him bring forth something i'm trying to help him do something and the lord said if i said it it's done hopefully you got that hopefully you got that hopefully you got that it's like if he said you're going to be remarried you're going to be remarried you don't have to help him in the midst of it his word is his word if he says you're going to be prosperous it's prosperous you don't have to try to help him become prosperous if he says that he's go- he's going to cause you to overcome his Mary, you don't have to help him. You're already overcoming. He told them that they were going to get to the other side. He didn't care if the boat filled up. They were still going to get to the other side. <laughs> then he goes further. Billy.
1: Um, when, uh, when we get into such trouble, we cannot help ourselves, and feel our entire dependence on him, then he will reveal his power. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't merely quiet the wind and the sea. He rebuked the wind and the sea. Mm -hmm. This, together with the disciples' fear and what Jesus will encounter at his destination, give the sense that Satan had a significant hand in this storm. The same terminology was used when Jesus rebuked and silenced demons. This was a spiritual battle as much as a weather crisis.
0: Did you guys get that? This was the spiritual. That's why it was two in one. He had to show me me in my spiritual battle with demons, and he had to show me me in the natural. He said, this one I want to show you both sides.
1: Jesus addressed the raging storm as a force threatening him and his disciples. The force of the sea was muzzled as Jesus subdued it with his sovereign word of authority. As well, Mark tells us other little boats were also with him. When Jesus calmed the stormy sea of Galilee, he did not only rescue himself and the disciples, but all others in the little boats.
0: And so the Lord was saying to me, when I dealt with what's in you, I dealt with with what's in your boss and her boss. Do you get me? So it wasn't just me. He was saying, peace be still, too. But he was calling peace be still completely. And everything had to follow under that word. Get it? So everything, that rage, that, you know, how we try to get ahead of God and try to fix things for God, all of that stuff came under submission. Yeah, yes, this is good. (laughs) This is good. (laughs) Yeah, and then I stood there, and I said, oh, my God, Lord. I'm at peace again. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I got up, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, all this stuff that was hitting me just stopped. Mm -hmm. Let's go further.
1: Uh, This is verse 40, 41. Uh, But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? and they fear exceedingly, and said to one another, I need
0: you guys to stop and really hear what we embrace first. We allow fear to inhabit us first. Get it? And some of us don't kick off fear and we mass fear. Hear what I'm saying? With other things, we persecute others because we deflect the fear. We don't let people know we're afraid. We mass fear. We hide it. We don't let nobody know we're afraid. So we deflect instead of reflecting and asking God for help in the place we're fearful. Because have you ever been afraid? And somebody say, are you afraid? I ain't afraid. (laughs) I've done it many times. We go to Magic Mountain I'm standing in a line and I do not like roller coasters. And my kids will say to me, mom, you can get out of line. You don't have to get on this ride because we know you're afraid. I'm not afraid. I get on that ride, my heart drops. I cry out and call my mama. And then I remember my mama ain't here no more. I am afraid. I don't know why we call our mama, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the Lord showed me you go to your first tantrum, Mommy on the floor. <laughs> Like, shoot, I can't even call mommy no more. She can't answer me. (laughs) She's sleeping. (laughs) Exactly. And so the Lord showed me. That's what we embrace. But we never tell people we're afraid. We never tell that's what we're contending with. We mask it because it's so easy to hide from and nobody knows. And the main reason why nobody knows, because we ain't going to tell anybody that we're afraid. Hear me? Because we don't want anybody to peek our whole card. But God knows it. And so that's why he comes up with messages like this to tell you, hey, if you would release it. if you will release it. He can't do anything, remember I said there's some things that you have to do. There's some things you have to do. He ain't gonna sweep your house for you. You're gonna have to sweep it yourself. There's some things you have to do. But I gave you what you need to do, and that is basically disengage. Disengage. Call fear and tell it it needs to go. And, and, and truly align your house with the Spirit of God. Start praising in the midst of fear. Give the Holy Spirit a place to rest in you. Doll the spirit back in. And doll him back in in the right way. Don't just call on the spirit when you're having a tantrum, but dial him all the way in so that he can deal with the areas of Unrest. And when you doll a in, be willing to do what he tells you to do. So as the Holy Spirit began to show me this, he literally said, he said, I want you to see. Because he made sure that I see the dove and he made sure that I understood that when you are in that place of tantra. Holy Spirit can't rest because you got everything else resting on you. And some of you have not had rest in a long time because of fear. And God is offering you peace today. This is one of them, will you take it in? Will you exchange peace for your fear? Go a little bit further, Billy. I want to make sure you guys see, he rebukes you for fear. He rebukes you in that area.
1: Go ahead. Um, and they fear exceedingly and say to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Jesus didn't say, wow, what a storm. Instead, he asked, why is it that you have no faith? The storm could not disturb Jesus, but the unbelief of his disciples disturbed him. It was not their fear of the storm that made Jesus say they had no faith. A small boat in a giant, uh, in a big storm is a scary place and the initial fear itself isn't wrong. What the disciple chose to do with the fear made all the difference.
0: Um, Did you guys get it? It's what you choose to do with these spirits makes all the difference. It's your choice. That's why he had to show me both ways. You're choosing to get mad. You're choosing to let this woman bother you. You're choosing to believe that this is going to impact you. You're choosing this. your choice and God's going to let you choose it as long as you want to choose it it's your choice to relinquish it it's your choice to literally say I have an issue help me and sometimes fear can't come out by itself you have to choose to ask for help The Holy Spirit reminds me of the time where this spirit, and it was in Beverly, was living. I don't know if any of you guys remember Beverly, but Beverly was one of the saints of the church, elderly. And we were casting out demons, and this demon said, I'm X amount of years old. How dare you think you're going to get cast me out? It walked out of the house, walked straight out of my house. He said, uh-uh, you ain't casting me out. Meaning it had such a hold and a grip on the person. Get it? Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it has such a hold and a grip that they're afraid to say help. Keep going.
1: Jesus could not say they had no faith because they did not believe his word. They each heard Jesus said, "Let us go over to the other side of the lake." More oh more my God!
0: He said he didn't ha- say that they didn't have faith. So They have faith. He didn't say that we don't have faith. We have faith. But what are what's in our way? Keep going, Billy.
1: Jesus did not say let Let's do the best we can, and maybe we all. We promise a safe arrival, and the disciples could have chosen to trust in that promise, but they didn't. In the sense, they had no faith. Jesus could say they had no faith because they accused Jesus of a lack of care towards them. Oh, my God. Don't we
0: accuse God of a lack of care? When it don't go our way, when somebody's hurting us, we think that God doesn't care for us. But it's not that someone's hurting us or anything such as that. It is Satan makes you believe that others are hurting you because of fear. Fear conjures up a whole bunch of things that are not truthful. Because it lives with a lying spirit.
1: When they woke him, they said, do you not care that we are perishing? Mark 4.38. When we think Jesus doesn't care about us, it shows we have no faith.
0: Holy Spirit said, interject here. You know how we believe that God is raising everybody up and don't raise them up? You know, some of us think that way. God is merciful to everybody but him. Oh, God is touching you. I even heard sometimes you guys, but even to a sense, oh, pastor has favorites. That's that same spirit. It's fear. Because it justifies itself for staying. It gives every reason to stay. And so it makes you believe that you're the outcast. Exactly. And it makes you feel that you're less lacking love. Everything. The Lord literally says it is not so. Because fear is an accuser.
1: think Jesus doesn't care about us. It shows we have no faith mm. because we don't believe the truth about Jesus. It
0: takes so the answer to fear is know the truth about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, go
1: on. It takes great faith to trust the sleeping Jesus to know that he cares and works for us even when it does not seem like it. But this is the kind of trust God wants to build in us. Um, Jesus could say they have no faith because they forgot the big picture. The disciples should have known that God would not allow the Messiah to perish in a boat crossing the Sea of Galilee. Could the story of Jesus possibly end with him drowning in a boat accident on the Sea of Galilee? Our fears are often intensely silly, and when we get over them... Say that
0: again. Our fears are what? Intensely
1: silly. Because it
0: speaks the stupidest (laughs) things about God, God, ourselves too. (laughs) And, and, And it's blame. It says you are the victim. It's, it's, it's tensely silly. You ain't a victim.
1: All right. One more time. Our fears are often intensely silly, and when we get over them and ourselves looks, look back upon them, we are full of shame that we should have been so foolish. <laughs> Our Lord kindly censored their unbelief because it was unreasonable.
0: So fear is unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-mm. No, no. And when you when you really look at it, you're like, wow, wow. And all of us deal with it. And some of us deal with it more than others. Some of us deal with it more than others. Mm-hmm. And God sees the tantrums that comes with fear. And he's asking you a question today. Will you sweep your house? He's not going to do it for you. You have to do it. You get it, huh? I'm perishing. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to do this. All of that that comes with fear. And God says, you're still here. I'm going to lose my job. Doors are not opening for me. All of this stuff is fear. But when you let go fear, you'll see that there's no storm. But we mask it. Billy?
1: We could put the emphasis, how is it that you have no faith? Of all people, Jesus' own disciples should have had faith. Would Jesus put the same questions to us? After all, I have done in you and for you. How is it that you have no faith?
0: Yes. Did you guys get that one? Yeah. But then fear will speak behind that mm-hmm. and say, I don't see nothing you've done. It will clearly say that God hasn't done nothing for you. That's how fear works. So in the midst of a word like this, fear will say, well, I don't see nothing. Because fear is a blinder, too. It takes a blind eye to Jesus. You must see it.
1: Um, They fear exceedingly. The total calm of the sea should have filled them with peace, but instead they were just as afraid at when he calmed the storm as when they were in the midst of it.
0: Oh my God. Did you guys get it? There was no difference in them. They didn't change because the fear was covering them. So, so what you just heard is if you are been so long with Jesus and you have not changed and you're still in the same, you're the same coming in and coming out all the time. There's no radical change. And when you should be in God, you should see radical changes. And if you don't see radical changes in your life and your life still looks like it was in 1920, 20, whatever, And it still looks the same in 2023. (laughs) Who's your God? Who's your God? Because it's not Jesus. You're just a caller of Jesus' name. Okay? You're just a worshiper. But you're just worshiping alongside. I think Bradley or somebody said it last week. You're that person, a tag-alone, once everybody else is going into the heavens. You're tagging alone, and you don't have a true key to enter because you are gripped by fear. God gives messages to make us uncomfortable. So that we can get out of our own way. And eventually, you're going to be a trespasser. If you continue in your walk.
2: talking on that eventually you're going to look like the other thing yeah. when you feed a rose you can only read feed it a certain thing otherwise it'll change its form and its original image will not look the same so eventually we're not even going to look like it anymore it's i don't think it's ironic the first thing i heard this morning when i woke up was pride my son a lot of us in the beginning she was talking about this is a spiritual battle most, most of us are battling with our flesh and our soul because of pride because we're trying to defend we're trying to attack we're trying to gain position back that wasn't taken by our own selves in the first place. Everything was given by the Lord. Do we think it's interesting that we are receiving similar messages about how we need to get through, how we need to go deeper? What do we do with the word? Why are we in this place? Are we going to let him in more? Like, do what do you think of the finality of our destination is? Let me just get to heaven before the rapture. And it's, that's demonology. That's not what the truth is. So what is our desti- actual destination? Are we supposed to just survive? No, we're not survivors. We're not survivors. We're supposed to change the world. So we need to, what does maturity actually look like, right? What does maturity actually, um, we are to come unto maturity as mature sons. What does that mean? That does not mean when we we die and go to heaven, that means when we are here on the earth, which means we have no demons in us. We don't have any area in us that can actually allow a demon to even come to us. It might present itself to us, and at, at that point you'll be like, no, sorry but it'll get to the point where they have to present themselves to you because nothing's bothering you and moving you because you're going to move everything else. So he's trying to get us to a place over and over and over again where we are not in this place because we have the, avail- we have the ability to. This is not like, oh, well, I'm not going to get corrected in next week and next week. No, we have the ability to be perfect and sinless and demonless and all of these things, right? Because we have to first, we have to first in Jerusalem, then in Judea and all of Samaria. So first it has to be Jerusalem is our bodies. First we have to have our bodies, authority over our bodies in submission. Right. Then, in, then in Judea, which is the earth, and then Samaria, and all the, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then it goes out from there. But if we cannot do this first, how are we going to do the other? Right. Jeremiah says if we cannot deal with foot soldiers, how are we going to deal with those on horses? Right. So our proper mature positioning is not just let me just get through this earth and get, make sure I have this job right and that I don't lose the house. If God wills it, lose the house, lose the job. It was all given and taken away by him. In Daniel, the kingdoms were set up and taken down by him, fully by him, even those of great pride. So we have to look at the bigger picture as it's said in here. What is the bigger picture? Not like, am I going to survive tomorrow? We have to find this place of rest. Because everything is done by his hands. Are we going to take his word and go deeper? Are we going to allow him into these areas and acknowledge when we're dealing with fear, pride, anger, resentment, holding on to something because we think we have value in gaining something from, from the other side of that? No, it's not the other side of that. That's ownership of the demon. So we are much bigger than this. That's the point. We are supposed to mature. He's awaiting us. Why are we not quickening? Why are we not changing? Why are we like the same in 1922 of when TQ first started? It's like, what, why, is thing, why are things not changing? We have to position and see ourselves differently and actually actively do the word that he's telling us to do. We have to see what, what are we doing, Father? What is it you want to do? What are we partnering with? Yes. What is the position you wish us to be in? What is in my way? If there's something in you, if there's something in me, fight it. What is it? What is, what is making me stuck? What is causing me to not get to it? What is blocking me? Let's get it. Yeah. This is not who I am. If we are ones that can carry the peace of God, resting in the shadow of the Almighty, continually carrying the secrets of Yahweh, the earth will listen to us. And demons will run completely.
1: The scripture on the pastors, Matthew 12, it says the Spirit comes back when the house is empty, and part of maturity is being filled with the Spirit of the Lord and exercising His authority in this realm.
2: Eventually your maturity question will be answered by, what do you rule over in the heavens? What are you in, in responsible for? Not, are you able to pay your bills?
0: And I just want to go over Second Peter 2, 4. It literally says, for, uh, for if God did not spare the angels, when they sin, but cast them into hell and committed them uh, to change, okay? So I wanna make sure that you guys see that, okay? But that means every spirit is not there because if it shows here that they are in hell, that was how much? I think it talks about a third? but then the rest are still here, there's still others. Because you gotta understand what you're dealing with and you gotta see things and recognize the authority you've been given. Because if something's in chain and it's in hell, how could it bother me? That means God, listen, never put them in chain. It never put them in hell. So it's gotta be something that's still left here don't you get it? That still has authority. But it doesn't have more authority than you. The problem is you think it has more authority than you. And, and, and some of you, it ain't even about authority. You just lazy. You just don't want to fight. I wasn't made to fight. That's not true. That's a lie, too. The Lord said to subdue the earth. What does that mean? That means to take authority. Don't take nothing off of this stupid stuff that's here. And God didn't raise you up to be cowards guys are not cowards. And and, and if something's saying you can't do it, then challenge that I can't. Get in front of whatever that I can't and deal with it in the spirit. God will give you insight to I can't. I think a lot of times when Bradley jump in, you get all excited, but then it goes over your head, and it goes over your head because you're not listening, because he says the same thing over and over. You have power your original creation, he talks about that constantly. Every time he jumps in, he talks about original creation, what you were really originally created as, and you keep going back to what your state and condition is right now. And so you never get into the place where he says,
2: There's a scripture that says, those who have set in order the things, those who have set in order the things that they have seen, even from the beginning, who are eyewitnesses. I'm not going to tell you what scripture because you may perceive it differently if you read it, but the Lord showed me that is because we try and set into order the things as our imagination perceives in this earth as it relates to the earthly things. And so we come into agreement with earthly things and then we are bound to earth. But instead, we are original creation. So we should set in forth the order of things as seen from the beginning, as witnessed from the beginning, as we are the beginning, into the earth, as it was originally created. Do you see the difference? Right? The difference is we come into the earth and have an idea or image or thought process of how things should look, even as receiving the word. Go deeper in the word, receive it raw. What does he really mean? Don't use your own reasoning. You come into an agreement and then you fight the battles in an earthly way. Instead of positioning yourself from the beginning to set in order the things have witnessed from the beginning so that it is spirit, original. So then your light, processing of thoughts creates form into the earth of original light rather than created light. So then he who thinks so is, because you're a light being, and then things have to listen to you, and then things will find no place in you to find positionings, demons, spirits, things coming against you, because they are after you, not before you. We have to come out of the place of thinking we are not enough and we have to be changed. If we will firmly believe, yes, we have to deal with what he asks us to deal with because it doesn't belong there, because we are different. We have to believe we are united and one with him because he said we are one. We have to believe in him we live and move and have our being who is him, the I am, Jehovah, his existence. So we have to form into his existence by relationship and hearing his word and doing his word and being patient, slow to speak, knowing he has positioned us always, even when we are not thinking about it. He is setting forward things. He is correcting things. He is always before us, always over us, always covering us, more so than, have you ever asked him, where were you? And then he shows you your entire life of every aspect of where he's been in your life. And you were like, oh my gosh, that was you, that was you, that was you. Earlier he said to me, infinite children, my infinite children my infinite children. If the demons tells you they're older than you, you can laugh. (laughs) Amen.
0: You know, as I was looking at this, I did just a little Google search, and I don't have time to go over it with you guys, but I asked Google to uh, answer a question I said what does the bible say about demons and it gave me everything about those that was changed but also gave me the ones that wasn't I think you guys need to search it out to gain understanding don't just assume search the word out because if in my mind I had to figure out if you're saying they were changed and they were reserved for a certain point in time where you're going to unleash them and let them come back, I need to understand what that looks like because who's after me now? You don't even ask that question? If they're over here, who's over here? And then he said, but what was the percentage? Because we never look at the percentage. He said, I want you to pay attention to the percentage. And then I looked and said, oh my God, one-third. Where are the rest of them? Bothering you? (laughs) Bothering you? (laughs)
1: Let's go. Um, The disciples... Ask a good question. Who can this be? It can only be the Lord, Jehovah, who only has this power and authority. O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty like you, O Lord, your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When waves rise, you still them. Psalm 89, 8 to 9. In the span of a few moments, the disciples saw both the complete humanity of Jesus and the fullness of his deity. They saw Jesus for who he is, truly man and truly God.
0: That's what God is trying to get you to see. Be transformed and renewed. See him for truly who he is. Don't pick him apart. Because that's how we fall short. We pick him apart. Because some of us just want the provider. He's more than just a provider. Some of us just want to be saved from our sins. He's more than just one that saves. Don't pick him apart. Because you can't stand when somebody picks you apart. Why do you pick him apart? Let's go further.
1: All this shows the abiding care Jesus has for his people. There are many Christians today who seem to think the boat is going down. I'm tired of the wailing of some of my friends who take that view. The boat cannot go down. Jesus is on board. That's it.
0: Okay, did you get that? So the boat can't go down in your life. Mm -hmm. Jesus Jesus hasn't abandoned you because he's on board. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord says today. Can I get the piano, please? Because where you're at, God is looking for you to change. You are in control to steer your vessel in the way and the direction that you choose. He said, better yet, can you guys stand? The guys need to stand. in that place being mature is your cry remember it's the right cry that he answered get his attention to your own personal cry (laughs) ask him for help Because if he's delivered this message to you, he's literally saying that in some areas of your life you have fear. And fear is controlling you. And so you're to ask for the help. But even as you asked, you're to believe in the freedom even as he gives it to you. It is time for you to clean your house. Time for you to relinquish everything. You only know what you're contending with. You don't need somebody else to come up to you to tell you because you've been knowing for some time what you've been contending with. Because I know my own issues. And I know what I hide, I know what I mask, I know what I share out, I know what I keep to myself. And God is asking for everything. He's asking you to relinquish everything. So in the place where you're standing, you're no longer trying to hold on to something, but you're releasing everything to him. And in that place where you're releasing everything, he is there. Just like Friday night, we literally learned that these things serves him. Lord, I'm offering you these things that you may use them in the kingdom. I'm offering you these things that you may lose them in your kingdom. And even now with your eyes closed and your hands lifted. Every spirit of fear right now is cast into dry places. So justification, you are also cast. Cry, you are also cast, and you are to go into dry places in the name of Jesus. And fear, everything that you brought with you, you must take with you as you go. In Jesus' name. Backbiting, you are also to go. Judgment, you to go also in the name of Jesus. self-justification you are cast you are to go into dry places in the name of Jesus anger rage you are to go into dry places in the name of Jesus every accusatory spirit you are also cast and you are to go into the dry places in the name of Jesus and Lord even now I repent for my agreement with these spirits I no longer agree with any of these spirits. And so I break the assignment that has been upon me and the agreement that I have held these spirits.
2: Every lying and
0: whispering spirit, even now, in the name of Jesus, you must go and I break the agreement and I no longer am in agreement with any of these spirits in the name of Jesus. Lord, I trust you even now to carry me through my personal storms that I may mature in you and have no lack for anything I thank you for your word today for it has failed me and it has replenished and relished replenished my spirit and I'm no longer lacking because of you. Lord, I thank you even now that your word, that has been poured over me has refreshed me and not only refreshed me but has sustained me Lord in your word today you said that I did not lack faith but I was in agreement with fear and so I I canceled the assignment and I repent for my agreement in the name of Jesus. your <laughs> But drop cut, lock, drip, can't Some uh, are My yo ho, my yo Can I get you guys to listen up? Where you're standing, God called out four. And I'm going to call the four in order of what he's called out. But I want you to see and hear exactly what God is doing. So I'm going to pray in the spirit and then I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to say exactly what the Holy Spirit tells me to say. I have three others that I'm going to call out, and let me tell you who they are. Q, you're one. After I speak, you will say whatever the Holy Spirit says to you as you pray in the Spirit. Precious, you're the second. And R. Celly, you're the third. You're going to trust. So if you can follow my leading and watch what I do, Watch what I do because you're going to have to do it. So I would encourage you to open your eyes and watch what I do. Watch what I do. I am going to pray in the spirit and then I'm going to not think. I am not going to think. When I pause, I will open my mouth and the spirit of the Lord will speak through me. If you pause, you got to start all over in the spirit. But trust what he's doing. My children, my children, my children. For today is a day of freedom. I call you into the place. Come into the place that I am calling you and leave behind the things that you have been struggling with. I need you to trust me in the place that I am calling you into. But most of all, lay aside fear. Your turn. I am pushing you forward, no more excuses, I am maturing you, for what I am calling forth in your life. No more excuses. Get up and walk in the authority that I have given you. Get up and walk in the authority that I have given you. No more, no more, no more, no more, no more. No more. I am tired of your excuses. Get up. for I have come to each of your houses and I have cleaned them and I have swept them no longer are the hidden things there I have come I have come allow these things to no longer be for I have come I have swept your houses They are clean in me. They are spotless in me. They are no longer how they were. I am here. I am thee. I am thy Lord. This is my house. I remain.
1: Don't be governed by fear. Let it go. It doesn't belong here. Stand up. Stand up for your household. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for Jesus. Represent Jesus. You
0: guys heard the word of the Lord. For the word of the Lord has been spoken. You are to trust the word of the Lord. For it is he that has spoken. In Jesus' name and it is so amen amen and amen hallelujah if god is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry. We pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.